This is Sunday Focus, a weekly public affairs program that looks at the topics affecting our society and the people who are making a change in the community each and every day. The people who have vision for the next generation. Sunday Focus presents new challenges for us, keeping you informed with topics of local and regional interest. Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. On today's show, we will talk to the Sioux Falls School District Superintendent, Dr. Jane Stavum. It's been a busy year for the Sioux Falls School District. Thanks to the continuous growth in the city, enrollment across the district is growing along with employment opportunities. Dr. Jane Stavum of the Sioux Falls School District joins the show to talk about new programs in the district, how they plan to tackle enrollment numbers, bills under consideration during this legislative session, new ways to connect with parents, and events happening for the district. That's all coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus. Hey, Dr. Stavum, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being part of the show. It's kind of crazy. The last time we spoke, we were saying that it was a year ago around this time. And it's kind of crazy how fast that year went. Now, you've been here in Sioux Falls for almost three years now, I believe. True. How do you like the city? How do you like the community? Why don't you give us a little rundown about your time in Sioux Falls so far? That's one of the questions I get asked so often, and it's so nice to be able to say with all truth (laughs) that we love Sioux Falls. There, there's so much going on, and this is such an exciting time to be part of the city with growth and forward thinking, and we have so many things that are heading in a great direction in our city. Mm-hmm. I also tell people that it's on all of us to continue that work in the future because not every city is in the same shape as Sioux Falls. We have a great thing going here. Now, Favorite restaurant. I think I remember asking you this to favorite restaurant, maybe a place that you like to go explore around the city could be a trail. Well, I can also honestly say I don't have one favorite restaurant. Yeah. Um, But what's nice is no matter what part of the city I'm in, we have something good to choose from Mm -hmm. on, you know, all parts of the city. We have some great options from little tiny places uh, nobody hardly knows anything about uh, to, you know, well-known restaurants. So that's been fun to, to go explore. I will say one new thing I discovered last spring um, was the bike trail system. Oh, yeah. And so riding our bike, I might have over um, overextended ourselves on our first bike ride <laughs> because we kept going. And I said, well, we're this far. We might as well keep going. It's not that far. Well, it is that far. You can go all the way around the city. And we might have overplayed it the first time, but we're looking forward to that again this spring. Hopefully all the snow will be gone soon. Isn't this unbelievable? Can you remember a time where there's been this much snow on the ground? It's a lot of snow. You know, I I spent um, my college years and the first 10 years of my teaching life in St. Paul, Minnesota. So snow is not unfamiliar. It is a great reminder of how much I don't like snow, though, this year. (laughs) It's a lot. And it just makes it just hard for so many things from just daily navigating and getting your car out of the driveway Mm -hmm. to get to work or school to you know, how long it's going to take for this to melt. 
it's like you can see football season over the horizon oh. and baseball season. Track is what, yeah, track. track. Exactly. We want to be out on the fields. You probably enjoy going to a lot of those games too. I do. You know, I try to get to something at least two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, everything from I was at the art show that our high school students had at Augustana to basketball games or one-act plays. There's something to do almost every night of the week. Now that you have your solid footing here in the Sioux Falls School District, you've been implementing a lot of plans, a lot of projects for the district. Can you tell us about some of these projects and plans that are in place? Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot going on, and some of those things that we're working on are just foundational to a good education. Things like good instruction and and our ongoing training with teachers and helping them be their very best um, selves in the classroom with instruction. And then we look at our routines and procedures and how we do things in schools so that kids know um, how to get along with each other Mm -hmm. and how to um, travel through the hallways without being disruptive. And then we have to continue continually develop skills for when students are struggling with different things, whether it's learning or behavior. And so equipping people is a lot of what we try and do. And we have some exciting things happening this summer with that. We're trying to launch kind of our own um, conference, our Mm -hmm. Inspire conference with teachers sharing their expertise with each other. We also have a lot of new programming things that have happened over the last year. We've added courses and you've maybe seen guitar as something that we added for kind of non-traditional music students in high school. And it's just taken off. And it's so fun now because we've seen the kids playing with their groups and they've performed at some things. Um, We have an ag program. So now if you go out to Career Academy, we have chickens, we have quail. (laughs) We have fish in a giant hydroponic system, and the biggest uh, attraction is set to come very soon, which is a sow and a farrowing operation that we're going to be able to to, uh, see that whole process happen. So, you know, what we're trying to do is make sure that every student can find something they're interested in Mm -hmm. while we're also providing that great basic education in the classroom. I think that agricultural program is great because everyone says that Sioux Falls is a city, right? They don't know about farming or anything like that. It's the big city, quote unquote. But this gives students in the district a chance to experience a little bit of agriculture and what that's like in and out of the classroom. There's such a, it's a high interest area and it's become a high tech area Mm -hmm. too. You know, I grew up on a farm with cattle and corn and soybeans all around, um, but wasn't involved in FFA. Um, You know, that's such a great leadership opportunity. But, you know, from agriculture to food production to, you know, the science of soil and growing cycles and, you know, animals are always high interest. It's another opportunity. And you're right, in this area, ag is so foundational to Mm -hmm. what our state is about that we want kids to have that opportunity to explore and see if that's something they want to do as a profession. I know that nowadays for a lot of parents, safety is on their mind, especially when they're sending their kids to school. And I believe you are working on a project that does include more safety in the school. I think I saw that on the Facebook page. So can you go through that for us? 
Well, we've we've added some components. The first thing we did for this year was added a staff person mm-hmm. um, who really kind of gets to that school level of looking at all of our safety procedures and how we um, keep our schools as safe as possible. Um, we have training and collaborative efforts with our city and our county all the time for increasing um our, our ability to respond should we need mm-hmm. to in a bad situation. And we also have a great partnership just with our community. You know, we've right. had people, they're watching out for their schools and our neighborhood schools are well cared for and our neighbors care about them. They'll call and let us know when things are going on, when something looks out of place. Um, but at the beginning of the year, we, we just really were intentional about reminding everybody that we have to have that shared responsibility for or, you know, making sure that everybody does what they should do. And if we have some dangerous things happening, we need to know about them so we can solve them. If you are just listening, Dr. Jane Stavum, she is the superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District, is joining us in the stu- in the studio right now. Now, Dr. Stavum, you've said it at the beginning of this interview, the city is growing and has been continuously growing. And with this growth comes a lot of growing pains. Now, Ben Rifle Middle School and Jefferson High School, for example, they were built to kind of alleviate some of that pressure that the other schools were feeling. Roosevelt, in particular, is something that I can think of off the top of my head. Have you seen positive results with these new schools now in the system? Yeah, it's worked really well um, for middle and high school to kind of redistribute, although Ben Rifle um, continues to be pretty full for that brand new school coming on board. And if you drive really anywhere around the whole city right now, you see a lot of construction and homes going in and multi-unit housing as well. And so, um, out by Jefferson, there's been great growth in that area, which is why we'll also be adding the last uh, project within that last bond that was passed, which is an elementary school. Mm. But what we're also seeing on the east um, side as well is some growth where some of our existing elementary schools need to have some boundaries adjusted. And we're just in that process right now of looking at where we do have space, how we can kind of reconfigure where kids need to go. But that's not an easy thing. And when you said growing pain, there is pain to that because people love their school. They love their teachers. Kids build friend groups. And so that's one of the hard jobs, I think, for our school board and our staff is, you know, just because we have, um, you know, size growth at one particular school doesn't mean that a new school is always a solution. That's part of the solution. But we also have to look at how we redistribute kids into our existing schools if there's still capacity. Have you heard a lot of positive feedback from teachers? Have they noticed a little bit of a difference when it comes to maybe a little bit more time for planning or maybe a little bit more time for that one-on-one education with students? You know, the planning aspect of it doesn't change as much as kind of your load in the classroom during a given period, maybe fewer students in class. Um, But what's really interesting about how our district kind of had to do things as those new schools opened, we also did a boundary shift. Mm -hmm. And so while Jefferson and Ben Rifle were the new places, many schools almost felt like a new school because you had a different mix of kids. And so this year feels much more stable. Those kids have had a few years together now. And so there's a whole recalibration that happens 
when you move students around. And so Roosevelt feels very different than it did Mm -hmm. when I first arrived after Jefferson opened because it does feel different with, you know, a few hundred less kids. Mm -hmm. Programs look different across the district. You know, all of those things have to have a recalibration and then they'll start filling in again because we're still growing. And yet now we have a little more capacity. Academics look different, but also athletics look different. I don't know about this, but uh, Jefferson (laughs) has been making quite the name for themselves when it comes to football and basketball. I mean, just so much talent. Once you see it right there is here in the state of South Dakota, specifically here in Sioux Falls. Well, we have great teams at all of our high schools, mm-hmm. but one of the things you worry about when you open a new high school is, you know, are they going to be able to compete and yeah. and do that, you know, kind of right right out of the gate? And that hasn't been a problem. <laughs> They've done very well. And it's nice because that establishes such a strong legacy of excellence so quickly. Mm-hmm. And that just sets the bar high for all of the students who will come to Jefferson for the next, you know, 50 to 100 years, we hope. Absolutely. Now, you already mentioned that there is an elementary school in place with Jefferson. That's going to be coming up. But do you have any other ideas for ways to respond to this increasing student enrollment? Well, you know, the interesting thing for our district is we're we're about built out to all of our, you know, farthest boundaries. And so it will become um, how we now maneuver and what happens to the interior of our city as the city continues to widen on that exterior uh, side. And so there's a lot of things you look at. You look at the physical capacity of the building. Our buildings have all been well maintained. You know, is there a way to shift? You also look programmatically. Where can you move programs? So for next year, we're looking at moving some classrooms of early childhood, our English language program, our special education program. Sometimes we have to calibrate moving programs. And then it's what else can we do that's brand new? Mm -hmm. Is there an emphasis like we have uh, Eugene Field, which is our fine arts um, choice program? We have um, some other um, noticeable programs, our, our Spanish immersion program at Sonia Sotomayor, some of those might be expanded or there might be new versions of that that can come online. And then that kind of can pull kids from many places if that's a choice that they want to make. So all of that is fair game as we look to the future. And then we just have to see what, what growth and enrollment does. Speaking about growth and enrollment, new schools, obviously that means more opportunities for careers within the Sioux Falls School District. Now, can you touch on maybe any current employment opportunities that are with you right now? Well, you name it, and you can probably find the position in our district. You know, there's always, in a large district, it's maybe a little more common, although I think it's common um, to most districts that at any given time there's some measure of an opening. And so we need people to do all kinds of things from um, nutrition services and serving our kids great food every day to um, our educational assistants who are that right-hand person in a classroom. We have teaching positions open at any any point in time. And then our contracted service for transportation with School Bus Inc. is always looking for drivers. Mm-hmm. And then subs are always welcome, you know, at all times. We, we are able to 
function right now every day, but there's always openings and we always need more people. And some places across the United States have experienced um, that workforce drainage to a point Mm -hmm. where sometimes they're not able to operate correctly or at all. Mm -hmm. Um, They'll have to call off school a day because they aren't able to serve meals. We don't have that extreme version yet, but we want to make sure that we never get there. And so we want people to come. We're, We're a great employer in the Sioux Falls area, and we can find something for anyone. You mentioned about substitute teachers, and it seems like now more than ever they're needed with this year especially. Can you give an idea of what a typical day is like for substitute teachers? Well, sure. Hopefully, um, you know, you're, you might get a call early in the morning or <laughs> late at night, um, but people get used to that. They know that sometimes there's planned absences and then sometimes it's when a teacher is, you know, woke up in the middle of the night with their child sick mm-hmm. and has to make that last minute decision. And so when you arrive at school, um, you have many people to help you and shepherd you through the day. You'll get clear um, instructions on what to do. Some of what's changed for subs is the the technology. Mm. And so some um, may feel a little bit um, unsure about that, but we have people who can help with that right in our schools. They'll help you get your view board going. They'll help you get kids um, signed in for attendance. And then, you know, fundamentally, we want people to want to be with kids. Mm -hmm. And you have to just understand that, you know, for students, they don't know you, they don't have a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. So one of the the quickest things you need to do is try and establish that connection with that group and let them know you're there to help them that day. You're not their regular teacher, but you're glad to be with them. And then things hopefully go smoothly with lesson plans and the nuts and bolts of, of teaching that day. But, um, you know, it's such an important role because that day needs to go on as close to normal as possible. Mm -hmm. We want kids to continue reading and doing their math and doing their projects and writing. And our teachers are great about giving you good sub plans. So then you hopefully make a few new friends in the building. It gets familiar. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then that second time, it's easier. You know, it's it's like anything. The first few times you do it makes it easier than to do it regularly. I kind of laughed when you said view boards, and it made me have a flashback to my elementary school days, mm-hmm. if I can think that far. Smart boards is what we called it. So when I hear view boards, I'm like, we're already past the smart board era? We're well, it, yes, on. it's a version of a smart board. And if you go back to my era... Worst case scenario, we don't have chalkboards, but we do have whiteboards and a whiteboard and a marker will work just fine. So anyone who's thinking about becoming a substitute teacher, why should they do it? Well, it's a great day to spend with kids. You're in a place that's there to help you and you're not going to be left on your own. And it's critical to, um, you know, a group of kids having a great day. And Mm -hmm. so we want you in that classroom to help them out. If you are just joining us, Dr. Jane Stavum, she is in the studio with us. She is the superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District. Now, before we started recording this, we were talking about the legislative session, if I can say that right, legislative (laughs) session that is going on right now. And there's some things in the works for the Sioux Falls School District. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? 
Well, every legislative session is a little bit different, and some of the things we um, look at, we think about proactively, and then, of course, you're always reacting to different bills. You know, I try to look at the legislative session as is everybody is trying to solve some type of problem mm-hmm. that is perceived either by a group or a, a you know a system, and our legislators are there to try to shepherd a solution through. It might be a solution they came up with. It might be something that someone asked them to move through. So a few things that um, educators across the state are kind of looking at. One um, big one that's out there is a bill to lower the dropout age mm-hmm. from eight. 18 to 16. And there are a variety of viewpoints on that. Um, when a student is struggling, they may be credit deficient. You know, should our systems allow them to drop out at 16, or should we try to preserve that relationship with a school district until they're 18? And and it's it's not an easy situation. Mm. You know, here in the metro area, we have a lot of supports. Um, if a student is struggling or they've been in the judicial system, you know, how can we support them to still hopefully get a high school diploma? But if you're in another area that maybe doesn't have as many resources, that's a really difficult thing. I look at it from the perspective of a lifelong educator that I am called to care for children and they are children until they reach that age of adult um, responsibility. And I want to give them every chance possible to get back on track because that high school diploma is so important to the mm-hmm. rest of their lives. And so that's something that we're keeping an eye on. Um, we would prefer that it stay at 18, just so every child has every last chance possible. Um, there's a couple of things as a school district that we're hoping moves forward. Um, we're hoping maybe to crack the door open. Uh, current legislation says 11th and 12th graders can take dual credit and get that reduced mm-hmm. tuition rate. We're hoping maybe that door could get cracked open to 10th graders. Wow. Tenth graders, exactly, and there there aren't you know a a ton of students who either may want to or may be capable of doing college level work at the sophomore level, but we think a few can, and so we're looking at that. We've asked for that to be considered, and then another bill is um, for school board. Uh, elected officials to have a four-year term if a district would choose to move to that four-year term. And for us, it's so that we line up a little better with city and county elections. We know that that gets better voter turnout. Um, when we have to do an odd year election on our own, it costs the district about $50,000 to do that. Wow. So it's a money savings um, for our district to be good stewards of our taxpayer dollars. And then um, it's it's a choice. And so the way the current bill is written, you, you can have that choice as a school district if you want no part of four-year terms and you don't have to do that. So those are some of the things that we're looking at. And then there are just, you know, a number of things that um, are up regarding all kinds of different things within education. And so we feel like the education system here in Sioux Falls is a good, solid opportunity for students. Um, but there's always room for growth and opportunity. I think you said it best right there. The important solution is to benefit the kids. This is all exactly. about moving the kids forward and moving the school district forward as well. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, sometimes as adults, we think about, you know, what's good for adults. Mm-hmm. And we have to always come back to that. What affords our students more opportunities? And, you know, with workforce such as it is, with um 
the the need for kids to have a good plan beyond mm-hmm. high school. We want kids to be equipped to make a good choice, hopefully to stay in South Dakota, to mm-hmm. go to a two-year, a four-year, or to just join the workforce, and then stay in South Dakota to live, work, and play. Yeah, the job market's tough out there, kids. If you're listening to this, like it's really important to have that high school diploma along with just going further with your education as well. Now, Dr. Saban, the Sioux Falls School District is always trying to find ways to connect with parents and students outside the classroom. I think this is really cool. It's a podcast called Spotlight Conversations from the Sioux Falls School District. What is this all about? Well, that's a podcast. I don't know. I suppose we started it last year or maybe the year before, Mm -hmm. and it kind of happened all at the right time. Um, We had a person in our communications team who had just gotten interested in this. I had just bought some equipment to have in my home office to try a little dabbling (laughs) with podcasts. Yep. You know, who doesn't feel more important with a big microphone (laughs) hanging in front of you like we have here? But we, we look at communication in layers, and we know that podcasts have just grown in popularity. You can listen to them while you're in the car. Mm-hmm. And and it gives us just another opportunity to kind of see things from another viewpoint in our district. And more importantly, not to hear from me, but to hear from other people that I enjoy talking with. And just, you know, adding a, another little dimension all the time. We also do some community forums using our World Cafe model. Mm-hmm. That gets us at the table with people. We ask questions um, through our newsletters. And so we're all always trying to cultivate that two-way conversation. So it's not just we put something in a newsletter and we don't hear from people. Mm-hmm. We have some really good mechanisms to hear from people and to just help them continue learning more about our district. So did you see a need to bring this podcast, you know, live and in living color, so to speak? <laughs> well, it's fun. You know, we do some things that are that are just fun and interesting. And right about at that same time, some students had started a podcast at Washington. And we just had some ideas that seemed just really suitable for that conversational format of a podcast. And so it's it's been great. You know, I'll hear every now and then from somebody, oh, yeah, I heard that on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's... It's just another mechanism for people to listen in and feel connected to the Sioux Falls School District. So the parents have really responded to the podcast when it comes to just getting information that you need to know at that moment. Yes. And, you know, some of that we try to still make our schools the primary connector point for parents. But for interest-based things, a podcast is just, you know, really, really a good mechanism for educating people. Hey, maybe, you know, and when you retire at some point, you can get behind this microphone. <laughs> well, there you go. There's an idea for you. That would be that would be great. You know, it's it's fun. And what's really interesting is you just never know. You know, you don't mm-hmm. script a podcast and you find out so many interesting things. It's kind of hard, too, because then you have to cut it off at about 15 or 20 minutes yeah. and you've got another hour that you'd like to sit and talk with somebody. And that's how we want our listeners to feel. That's a that's a great way to look at it. See, I don't know what I'm saying half the time. So when we talk about stuff that's not scripted, this is not scripted. I, I never know what people are going to say, and I think that's just the fun of it. Again, this is Dr. Jane Stavum. She is the superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District. Now, anything else that you would like to add, Dr. Stavum? Anything exciting happening during the second half of the school year? Well, every day is unique, and um, I'm hoping there's no exciting snowstorms left waiting for us. But I think what I would want to say to your listeners is, 
public education and the education of children mm-hmm. is so important. And the foundations of our country are built on having an educated population. Mm-hmm. And so we want um, our families to be connected to their schools. We want them to love their neighborhood school. We want them to know their neighbors. You know, during our forums this year with parents, a theme that happened over and over again is they love being connected to their school, but they want to be connected with each other. Yeah. If you don't know your neighbors, if you don't know other families in your kids' classroom, get to know them and challenge yourself at that next school event to know two other families before you leave. We're trying to be intentional about that and support your child's education. Be involved, know your teachers, get into school. That's a, a you know, a dent from COVID is we kept people out. Now we want you to come back. And hey, it's great to have events coming up now again, right? And Dr. Stephen, where can people find out more information about the school district or if parents, teachers, well, maybe not teachers, but if parents or residents have any questions, where can they contact you? You know, the best thing to do is to go to the Sioux Falls School District website mm-hmm. and we have a Let's Talk button over on the right side. That's where people can ask a question, get information. They can always call the district or start at your child's school and and, um, see if they can help you out. We want to connect. That's that's some of the easiest ways. All right. Once again, it's Dr. Jane Stavon with the Sioux Falls School District. Thanks so much for giving us some of your time this morning. Enjoyed being with you. Thank you. I cried and cried. I couldn't even drive. I thought to myself, what am I doing? That's how I felt when I left my 16-year-old son at Hope Harbor in Parker, South Dakota. I'm Jody. When my son was 14, I started losing control. He dealt with an anxiety and depression, and we lived in fear every day. Today, he's a completely different kid. Hope Harbor can help heal your teenage son or daughter and heal your family. There is hope. Hope Harbor. Go to hopeharbormn.org. If you're driving on the interstate, a state highway, a county highway, through town, or on a gravel road, this message is for you. Buckle up. Don't skip the click. Crashes don't discriminate, they happen everywhere. Hi, I'm Trooper Peterson with the South Dakota Highway Patrol, reminding you that wearing your seatbelt is one of the best ways to protect yourself while driving. Buckle up, don't skip the click. This message brought to you by the South Dakota Highway Patrol and Results Town Square Media. I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to another edition of Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank Superintendent of the Sioux Falls School District, Dr. Jane Stavum, for joining the program today. Once again, if any parent or resident has questions about the Sioux Falls School District, they can always visit its website at sf.k12.sd.us. Join us again next week for another edition of Sunday Focus. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio. Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.